The Digital Discovery Podcast, making digital dentistry work for you, with your host, Hassan Mushade. Hi guys, welcome to another episode with myself, Hassan Mushade, and I'm joined by Adam Nolte today. How are you, Adam? I'm good, thank you. So, Adam is from Berry, which is not far from myself, and he's the practice principal at Dentist on the Rock, a private practice based in Berry. And Adam is a pretty young dentist. You won the Best Young Dentist Award in 2015. So, you still, would, would I be right in saying you're still early in your career? Oh, I don't know. 12 <laughs> years is a long time for me now. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm actually best, it, it, it would be best old dentist this year because I'm this year too old to enter for that again. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I passed 35, you passed it, they don't want you anymore. <laughs> but before we start, I'll just quickly mention Adam's accolades and, and the things that he's involved with because this really helps paint a picture of what Adam stands for. So Adam, okay, you're the president of the International Digital Dental Academy. You're one of the key opinion leaders at the guys with CEREC. You're, okay. You also run the Digital Dental Academy, which helps dentists get hands-on with the digital workflow. You uh-huh. are speaking at various shows. I mean, I think recently you, you might be speaking at the Digital Dentist Show and you're speaking at the Digital Dental Conference. Yeah, You've got a lot going on, like... How are you managing all this? <laughs> too, too, too many things, Hassan. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Uh, I would, it would be easy for me to say that it's because I want to get away from home or an excuse like that, yeah. that I'm all over the place. But I do everything for my wife and my kids. And yeah. I want to emphasize that because realistically, it's a hard one for me, especially at the minute that I've got a balancing act between, you know, my three loves, which are uh, what I do as a job. I love doing what I do. I, you know, I go to work and I love treating people. I love I love yeah. chatting to them and, you know, giving them smiles back. I, I love doing that. And I love teaching. I, I get that probably from my mum. My mum is a French teacher. Ah. And I love my family. You know, my wife and kids, I don't get to spend enough time with them. Yeah. They're always telling me off for being on social media, messing oh, no. around or planning courses and doing this, that and the other. So, yeah, um, yeah it is a balancing act. Too, maybe, too much on, maybe. Do I love yeah. it all? Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, we, we discussed earlier uh, prior to recording this, how you have now become, I mean, this is my opinion, but you are the face of digital dentistry in the UK. It's just, I mean, what, what I see from other, other peers yeah. and social media and all the speaking gigs is that you, Patrick and Chris are pretty much leading the way in terms of providing practical knowledge and showing you expertise. And, and I know you do this generously, really. I think, uh, do you know what? It's very kind of you to say, Hassan. And I take that, try and take it humbly that realistically, there's so many different amazing digital dentist technicians in the UK that um, I think we're probably big on social media. Yeah. And I think, you know, I'd, I'd said to you uh, earlier that with the social media side of things, it yeah. brings so many people yeah. together from worldwide, which is, you know, how we're at, where we are with the yeah. IDDA. You know, go back a couple of years ago, there were, there's a lot of people behind the scenes who have done things who they don't actually uh, have that much of a massive social media size yeah uh, but they're using these things so i think really i'm just in a lucky position that i just probably be in the right place at the right yeah. times and i love what i do so hopefully that comes you know yeah again something i'd like to mention is that i i was speaking to grand buse and he first invested in his intro scanner back in 2015 which i believe was with carestream and he yeah. mentioned how in the early stages of, of kind of how technology was moving that there was no yeah. support Carestream had an international website with no UK representatives. There was no digital discovery conferences or or, or groups of Adam, Chris and Patrick providing you insights into what the the best technology is. This didn't exist. No. So, I mean, was the learning curve quite difficult for you in the early stages? Well, realistically, I mean, I probably... The, the birth of the DDA was way after, with me, Chris and Patrick meeting, it was way after I started probably getting into digital entry. I've been, yeah. um, I started off 
the probably the first digital thing I was doing was guided surgery, which is why you know one of one of my main things that I'm doing is my PhD on guided surgery at the minute, yeah. and I, I love doing my implants. At the time, I was using Strauman, so this is going back to 2011, yeah. and there were things like Simplant on the market and um, you know Nobel Guide, which yeah. you know yeah. they they were good, but they weren't probably they had a bad rep for some things, a okay. good rep for other things. They weren't where they are now with guided surgery, and yeah. Strauman were looking at what was maybe not going to become they, they had another thing with uh, i think that the wings at the time but what was going to end up with their pathway becoming co-diagnostics and yeah i obviously was speaking to my rep about guided surgery. Said, look i want to do guided surgery and they were you know i was speaking to a lady that they brought over from portugal and that was really the start of a, a long chain of events that all sort of led to me where i'm now where okay it ended up after playing with blue sky bio for a bit i ended up trying a couple of other things and then yeah. before smop was in the uk austin i ended up doing the one the first smop course for uk users yeah uh, with us a few years ago now and they they brought that to the uk with nimra dental and then obviously i became the teacher on the smop course because of was one of the first users of that and yeah. that's kind of moved in parallel with me setting up my own practice and having the luxury of being able to buy my own equipment yeah and you know go from there and like you said at the beginning all of these things i didn't have a support network there was my rep yeah could tell me a couple of little things but realistically for the moment it was me trying things out using things yeah. and you know, learning from them as they use them yeah and it probably would be even earlier for me realistically because I, I really wanted to get the omnicam when it first came out yeah. and uh, that was gosh that would have been nearly 10 years ago now wow. maybe more but i was an associate so you know I've, I've always been playing with software and things like that so adam Obviously, you yourself, uh, Chris and Patrick, run the Digital Dental Academy, and you guys seem like a very close-knit family, really, in a way. Yeah. How yeah. did you guys get introduced Good to each other? Um, I'm going to give Austin another shout-out. All again, right. But, um, basically, we, we'd never met, never talked or anything, and um, I didn't even have a social media account back then, so yeah. this was, you know, I had, I had a small Facebook account that I'd really limited to close friends and, you know, uh, family members to share family pictures of things. Yeah. So I didn't have any sort of social media coverage or whatever. Nobody, nobody knew who I was and what I was doing. I was just a guy yeah, in yeah. a little village yeah. called Ramsbom. And then you know we Austin took me over to Portugal and to the launch of the Thai base yeah. their CAD, CAD CAM system. And the uh, met Chris and Patrick there with Mars, and we talked about ideas over those two days. We had a thing like you said, there was no support network. Yeah. And we said, you know, we, we really need one and um it will help everyone because not everybody wants the same things yeah. and everybody uses different things and everybody has their own preference of you know this that and the other with scanners and you know it doesn't really matter yeah. that it is everybody has their own thing they want to do but there is no support network in general for the digital workflow so yeah. We came up with that, and that's how Moz then said to me, look, you need a social media account. So I set one up, and it's just snowballed from there, really. The, the DDA was born. We set that up, and that's in just over a year. We've got nearly 6,000 people on that group now, wow. so it's um, I mean, do, do, Are you at a stage now where people message you maybe throughout the whole the full day kind of random hours through social media asking you questions about <laughs> this piece of technology or I mean, what's, what's the best with this? <laughs> You know, I don't get them at all hours, thankfully, but um, I do, do get a lot of questions. But you know what? I, I, I love doing, I love, love helping people, so yeah. it's not mine. It, 
at the end of the day, if someone has a question, I'd rather them ask me a question, send me a, a private message, yeah. or send put a message on the group or yeah. whatever. I would much rather that and them know what options there are, yeah. so they can make their own mind up, rather than they be either pushed into something yeah. by yeah. you know someone who's going to be more of a car salesman, yeah, um, yeah. or even make the wrong decision because you know they're expensive bits of kit. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, yeah. you you need to know that you've got that hand to help you. Number one, and yeah. also you need to know that there's ways that you can learn how to use it. Which yeah. you know, not everybody picks things up. Like, like I don't want to sound in any way big-headed. I'm, yeah. I, like I said, I'm a geek, yeah. and I, I've always tinkered with hardware and software and stuff like that. I yeah. remember I was sold, soldering PlayStation. Wow. No, you know, I know what I'm doing, but the um, but the, the main thing is if, if you've got that support network there, then you know I think the, the company is probably happier knowing that there is that there, so that's why they like helping yeah. support. But also, I think that they're learning as well that they've got to be a little bit more not hands off is the wrong approach, yeah. but you know they can't do the hard sell anymore. That realistically, if you if you do the hard sell, you're going to end up. Um, just coming worse off because there are going to be other people who genuinely deal with you and you know people like uh, you know Pete from 360 Visualize and Rick Escape that I always I always give shout outs to them I don't mean to just name drop but you know they they are genuinely nice guys that I get I I have a beer with them and I love chatting to them so you know it's nice to know that there are people like that that are there these days and if if it's not your cup of tea they'll they won't mind yeah you know tell you Go and I mean, have a look at this instead. I mean, just to highlight the fact that how you look up to these guys and how, and how they generously help other people. I mean, you yourself yeah. just mentioned how you are willing to help anybody who messages you privately or through the group and you'll give them impartial advice because you're not a, a rep yeah. or anything like that. That itself is quite generous, to be honest, because not many people would be willing to do that, providing their own insight and helping somebody else with their with their career, really, and their patience. Yeah. And, and again, oh, just to what? highlight again, you know, you're not getting paid for this. <laughs> I think it, the world's too small now to make you know, yeah. to do it in uh, horrible. I think at the end of the day, anybody. You, the horrible thing on social media. One thing that we've uh, you know tried to do, not only just with answering appliances stuff, yeah. but with the DDA group in general, we've really tried to make it so that it is not just open for people to ask questions and showcase, but it's there so that people aren't afraid of asking the right question or yeah. there is no wrong question. They're not afraid to showcase this so that people can say that, you know, you, you could have done this or, yeah. you know, because there are other groups, I'm not going to say which one, yeah. and there are certain users that everybody knows that I've banned, other people have banned and all left groups just because yeah. there are some really negative people out there that just seem to enjoy criticizing or, you know, just yeah. being horrible and I don't have time for that, you know, I know, I know Chris and Patrick feel the same, you know, yeah. I don't have the time, I literally don't have the time. No, I actually know this, I know this from chasing you, you don't have any time. <laughs> my, my, my problem is I'm, I'm too passionate with things, so yeah. if something rubs me up as well, you know, I, I'll, I'll go guns blazing and then just yeah. have to just walk and just really shut down shop until I can clear I mean, that's, so, I mean, I the, the honest truth is, looking from this perspective on, on what you just said there, it just shows that you are who you are. You're not pretending to be anything. You're fully dedicated to being who you are and what you stand for. Definitely. Which is great. Really. That, that's, that's what the industry really needs. Yeah. Quickly to go back to one of the other points you mentioned before, how... As you were an associate, you you were given the the freedom to to play with technology, and and once you got into the yeah. the environment of having your own freedom with your own practice, that you got to then play around and experience the the, the technology out there. Now, yeah. obviously, being a practice owner, you have your own team as well that you have to make sure that they are positive and 
and optimistic about using te the technology that you invest. And That's right. I mean, one of the difficulties that I, I can see possibly happening is whether your team is on board and, and whether they will fully utilize the investment that you make. Was that a difficult step for you? Or? You know what? You're absolutely spot on with that, Hassan, in two ways. Yeah. Um, the two things, two of the things that we're in the process of doing, actually, with a couple of different people, yeah. is the first side with your team. I would say this wholeheartedly, that if you can involve your team, yeah. it's hard to let go of, and of the, give that trust away yeah. when it's critical, expensive objects. But, you know, little things to start off with, like letting them put in the, in the Miller machine or, you know, changing the, the resins and yeah. stuff like that, or putting put in the 3D prints and clipping the supports off, anything like that saves you time yeah. time is money and so the more you can involve your team they'll enjoy doing that yeah and i think one of the best ways that you can involve your team if you already have one is that we're looking at setting one up anyway is getting nurses auxiliaries or whatever trained on taking impressions with the scanner because that's that's the future with you know i think with, with scanners make it so that it's a practice-based team approach with things yeah and then the, the dentist has more time the the second thing that you you said was the return on investment yeah. with uh with with associates and do you know what i think that is something which is a massive missive, missing link at the minute with dental practice associates and and principals is yeah. that yeah. it's not a maybe a lack maybe a lack of appreciation not for the associate but the benefits yeah that practice will get if the principal invests in the hardware yeah but also the capital expense how yeah. much that can be justified with the purchase of the equipment with the savings of things like impression materials yeah. you know we, we i was working this out recently that with my associate who adnan who's he's such a lovely fella yeah i mean i hope he doesn't mind me saying this he probably <laughs> was a little bit reluctant going into the scanner thing but he's loving it at the minute and right, i am right. so so happy <laughs> over, the last, over the last three months we've we've, we've got a uh, three-shaped trios practice yeah. as well so he's he's been using that for the last uh, month a uh, couple of months yeah he's doing it all the time and I can hear that jingle of the scanner as it's making oh, noise. Yeah. I can oh, hear yeah. it from the other room and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> the reason why I'm happy isn't just because I know he's going to get a better result. His patients are going to like it more. You know, it brings that extra level to the practice. Yeah. It's more than that. They, financially, as a principal, yeah. I know that the, the cost of the impression materials alone, yeah. uh, I worked out just for him was it worked out to like five or six hundred pounds or some some months a little bit less some months a little wow. bit more when you when you take a month to take into account impression trays yeah, um, yeah. the fix you know the different silicons and light bodied everybody all that every component of the impression tray you know all the yeah, algae yeah. every little bit that you use adds up and you know of course there's still costs with other digital things like yeah. 3d printers but it is what it is it's another tool and you if you've got that scanner, once you've got that scanner, yeah. you know, it, it's there to use and it doesn't cost you a monthly payment. So your monthly payment on buying the scanner yeah. is bound by your saving and those, those definitely. And if you've got a multi-practice, if yeah. you've got a practice with, you know, two, at least two, then obviously that's the double. Um, yeah. So the more surgeries you've got that can share that scanner, yeah. but I mean, it's just a no-brainer yeah, to me. That. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's a good insight from, from, from a practice owner's point of view in, in terms of, the return on investment and the expense really yeah another quick question and this is from obviously a patient's point of view yeah one of the things that you enjoy doing is seeing the smiles on, on your patients how has the technology influenced or changed the way patients behave with you do you know what um 
smile design has gone through massive evolutions over the last few years. And yeah. there is one thing that I would love to tell you about, but under penalty of death, I can't <laughs> talk to you about. But, uh, I'll be strung up for it. But there's something which which is coming, which will be, will answer the negatives I'm going to tell you now. Yeah. Now, digital technology, be that the intraoral scanner, photography even, anything like that, for the patient is a massive bonus because for me, you know, if you talk to the patient, tell them about treatment, describe the treatment, put it down on paper, put it down in your notes, that might be one level of consent better than verbal consent. Yeah. But realistically, the terms that we use as dentists and, you know, discussing things with the patient can confuse them if we can show them where things are going to end up then a hundred percent that's going to make a hell of a lot better you know consent process for the patient simply because they'll understand if a tooth needs trimming you can show them a video of a tooth being trimmed or you can show them their mouth with the decay in it or the build-up or whatever that is you know so it 100 percent is going to be better than the consent something which um, when i was doing the by horizons lecture day with digital versus analog that a really good point that david mernigan made was that the digital style design software and i'm 100 percent agree with him with it even the newer like dfd apps and stuff yet great tools but you've got to be really careful that they don't over promise that patient you know an expectation basically of of something which can never be achieved unless they spend a fortune to get a result with master lab technicians so realistically with smile design again it's a guide it definitely improved from a few years ago when i used to send to dsd and i'd get back a powerpoint uh, slide with overlaid teeth that didn't match up with the gums but you know these days it's better and i use it but what i do use it for is to guide me in 3d with designing it myself and then putting a physical temporary on the patient's tooth so that that patient and understands exactly the end result yeah. because i think you know showing them a picture might be a little bit um i don't know uh, you, you you unless you know you can give them that then yeah it's a very different no you're right you're right it, it is it is about meeting the patient's expectations and again the Definitely. communication goes on a different level really which which again yeah. helps the the expectations. So exactly. it's it's a nice workflow. There's no less. I mean, the less stress as a dentist, yeah. less worrying, and again, predictable results in a way you could say as well with the use of technology. So and I, there, there are know. new things coming out with that, by the way, Hassan. That like I said, I can't talk yeah. to you about, but I, I I can't even say. But they're very good. <laughs> <All right. laughs> no worries. Where 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 can I find out when when this new <laughs> innovation comes out? Hopefully over the next three months. Okay, that's that's there good to know. Is. Good to know. That's interesting. There'll be a lot of listeners here now who will be keeping their it kind of ears peeled and eyes peeled and everything just to find out what's going on, really. Yeah, so it's been trialed at the minute, and that will make a big difference. That I think. Wow, interesting, yeah. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, don't say, don't say anymore. I don't want you to die or anything. No. so adam you're also speaking at the digital discovery conference what was your topic about so we're actually doing on the digital discovery conference something which uh, we've never done before actually so we've done it with two of us i'm hoping it's going to work we're going to do a three-way lecture where the the three of us are going to give an hour and a half lecture about the workflow passing over to each other discussing about the different strengths that we each do and how we do things 
you know, we, we do very similar things, but, you know, we each do a little bit, you know, differently things. Like I do different kinds of surgery yeah. to Chris, probably do a little bit more smile design things than Chris. Yeah. You know, Chris does, knows an incredible amount of the materials and the implant side of things. That is just amazing speakers to. Yeah. Patrick has his own lab, and so he understands a lot of the equipment side of things yeah. amazingly. You know, Chris talks about the, understands the technology, the scanners. So, you know, we'll all cover different aspects of yeah. the digital workflow for the patient from start to finish and it should be a really really nice innovative way of doing it where we'll we'll support each other rather than bounce off yeah. each other no, i think oh. it sounds interesting that a, a three-way kind of uh, talk really it'll be really interactive i'm, I'm guessing based on each people's expertise yeah so if anybody on the day who wants to get more information by speaking with with yourselves one to one would would there be an opportunity? Absolutely, and you know, I mean, it's the same as me not minding. You know, somebody sends sends one of us a message. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that, that's why we're there. You know, these things are we're not, we're not a big American or worldwide speakers that you know charge a fortune. They're a labor and love doing all these events and things, yeah. and you know, that's why we're there to to help out and show what we love doing yeah. to give people an insight. Really, so if someone wants to ask a question, feel free, come and grab us. Perfect. No problem. Perfect. So any of the listeners out there, if you are looking to invest in digital dentistry or any of the technology, definitely pop over and see the guys from, from Digital Dental Academy, really, who will be there again, just giving you pure experience-based practical knowledge. But Adam, it's been nice speaking to you today. We've learned a lot about you. I think you're oh, doing a you. great job already in, in terms of dentistry and pushing it forward. For, for for the future really but yeah th- thank you for speaking with me today oh no you're welcome do you know what i think you know like you said for the for the future of dentistry you know i don't want to say it sound like a playing plug but the the one of the things why we're setting up the idda yeah. or what we have we've launched it now the international side yeah there are a couple of others that are more you know whether they're whatever based but for us with the idda it's a massive group of like 30 40 international people that we're going to be working on yeah all of those yeah. things that we about today yeah to for the aim of not profit yeah but to set up the right and correct ways of doing things guidelines protocols and you know i mean we're in the process of sending off emails to people even like nice uh, the gdc to yeah. try and get standards you know so that people don't have to make the you know the mistakes yeah, yeah, that i yeah. made chris made and we you know you'd make when you when you're an early adopter yeah. to get things so that things work better and easily and safer for not just the dentist but the yeah. patients as well so no, right would i be right in saying you are creating the foundation for this uh, absolutely we're going to involve you know re- we've got a scientific body where we're going to uh, look over literature and you know peer review things we've got committees that are going to write these different guidelines for different aspects so yeah. also you know the guided surgery restorative all these different things and there's also representatives for for different you know people around the world to get in touch with us as well so yeah wow interesting sounds really interesting but yeah adam i think even there's a, a lot more insight than than we expected and i'm sure people will be now uh, watching your moves to see what's what's coming next <laughs> <laughs> uh, so adam one more quick question uh because i know there'll be a lot of listeners who have a lot of questions and want to learn more where's the yeah. best place for them to reach out and learn more do you know what we've talked about the dda facebook group already we've you know we've talked about the idda but do you know the best way if you like if you're listening to this and you like listening to podcasts it's going to be a little bit probably more educational but yeah if you want to learn about any of these things put a suggestion up on our facebook group for a podcast and we will talk about it we're going to do one this weekend wow. about 3d printers 
Yeah. And then next week, uh, we're going to be recording one with the amazing August uh, Delivera, if I pronounced his name right, <laughs> coming over from America, who is absolutely phenomenal. Different level 3D printing side of things. So, so we're going to talk about that this weekend coming, and also we're going to interview him next weekend. So if you like your digital side of things, listen in. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for that, Adam. And uh, thank you for speaking with me today. No, thank you very much for getting into the chat.